0: That was funny. Welcome to episode 37 <laughs> of You the Duck Boats podcast. Kevin, famous number 37. This one should be hard for
1: you. Ah, Layup.
0: Patrice Bergeron, baby. Captain Patrice back again, yes. back for another year. Maybe his last year as a Boston Bruin. God, that'll be a sad day, but we don't even need to get into that. I don't, I don't even want to think about it. Um, just a little precursor. There's like tornadoes and hail at Connor's house, so. If he, if he comes in and out, that's why. Or if we hear any thunder, that's why. Kevin's down in a 20-piece nugget from McDonald's. That's three hours old. So it's just regular yeah. Sunday night. Um, it's only an hour old. It came
1: over on the boat.
0: We don't have McDonald's on that target. The Cowboys won a football game against the Bengals, which was crazy. And just watched Game of Thrones. We are doing a different thing, a little different take on a normal recording time. The exact opposite. It's late-night recording. Um and so how are your guys days? Activities. How are your days, Connor? How was your day today?
2: Uh, it was good. Now that uh, the kids were sick the last episode, now the wife is sick this episode. So, you know, a nice long run to Panera this morning to get some some soup for the wife and uh, watch a little football and laundry and waiting to do this tonight. It's really about it. Not too
0: exciting. Sunday, Sunday sounds like a good Sunday. Kev,
1: you worked. Uh it was a rough Sunday. I woke up extremely hungover, and then I went to work at one thirty. Just got off work thirty minutes ago, so it's been a long day. I'm very tired. The body hurts. Sunday scaries are in full swing. How exciting!
0: What an excited group we are! I think we just get right into it. We get right into that dirty water, and we start talking about the Bruins and um, the really small little bit of news we have. <laughs> So we actually don't have a lot of topics on the Bruin sheet, but I'm going to add a couple things, I think. First of all, I just want to, before we get into the prospect stuff, I want to talk about Pasternak's comments. Mm. David Pasternak um, has came out and more or less said he wants to be a Boston Bruin. Boston is the place that he feels picked him, allowed him to become the player he is, and allowed him to become the man he is. And he genuinely... It seemed after everything he's gone through the last couple summers with the loss of his son, with the injuries, he wanted a summer of just having fun. And that's what he did. He didn't, he didn't look at his contract situation. I really believe him when he says that, like he didn't care all summer. He said it was his first summer to get to actually train in like three years. He trained hard. He was on the ice all the time. I know that because I heard an interview with um, Jacob Verana who said that he was training with pasta and they were, they had a like weekly skate over in check. So it seems Pasta's on track to sign a contract. Pasta's also willing to talk contract during the year. He said he has this whole year; they're going to get a deal done, more or less. So my worry meter for Pasta is now at a one out of a hundred.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you, and I also think that what he said in his previous contract, where you know the money really doesn't completely matter, I think that somewhat trickles over, and that's why he's so. You know, laissez faire about the whole situation.
0: How about they asked him if he had saw all the other guys getting paid, and he was like, "No." He's like, "No, I haven't. I haven't looked at any other guys getting contracts." They're like, "You haven't like looked around and been like, oh?" And he was like, "No." I, Pasta's going to get paid a lot of money. He's going to get paid what he's worth. Pasta's not looking for that Nathan McKinnon contract. Thank Can't God. In that? Oh, what's up? Never mind. Uh Looks sorry, like, sorry. A little out of it. Didn't know if you had an opinion on possible Oh
1: no. Um I mean you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's great. It's get it. Great, it's it. Get it done.
2: It's great insight. Paying
0: attention yeah, to great us. insight. I love that. Great insight. Yeah, no, I mean I listened to I guess we're I don't know. we'll talk about it later on, but McKinnon is gonna get that money. Oh all of it. It's gonna be about it's get gonna be about eleven. To get it. But, yeah i i think that kind of oh man i mean guys are reporting everyone's there i think they were looking to be there in boston they had their golf tournament um char was back in boston yeah that's nothing he's, <laughs> no not going, he's not going to be in the bro it's a nothing burger
2: yeah. i mean he might sign a contract but it will only be for a day
0: yeah exactly uh one other thing that from that past interview it's not all 10 minutes of it um
2: the david Krejci comment no uh-huh.
0: what 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 crazy comment
2: he made a comment about David Krejci. That video that he posted about, like him coming back to Boston, Ooh. he didn't tell Krejci that he was doing that ahead of time. No, he was like, "But hey, can I post this?" And Krejci was just like, "Go ahead." Yeah, boy. and the con, and he said
0: like the contract was nowhere near done. Krejci didn't even know if he was gonna want to play in Boston again. Like that he was know if he that to was back.
2: his way to try and get himself yeah. back here.
0: <laughs> yeah, which was funny. Also, he did when they asked him about Cassidy, he was like. No, like, I'm not. He was like, yeah, he was a great coach. I got along with him really well. I was very surprised. He did He did not have one. Like, he made it clear that he was a Cassidy fan, which I've said from the start. We, how could he not be? Like, how could he not be a Cassidy fan? Cassidy gave him world's longest leash. Couldn't really dislike him.
2: I mean, for Pasta, he was in the perfect scenario. I mean, you don't really have to play a two-way game when you have two of the best defensive forwards on your yeah. line. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, no. But um, on that, I mean, prospect tournament, uh, I'll let you guys get into this more than me. I don't –
2: this is – This is a little more heavy on the Kev. I'll let him take it off. Yeah, no, it was just
1: um, so far they've had two games (laughs) uh, or one-and-one. But the big thing is Johnny Beecher. He's showing his offense. If you watch, like, the clips on Twitter and everything from the game, it's he's finally using his big body. He's going to the dirty areas. He's getting those tips, the rebounds. Everything he's just putting him in. Um Beecher's come out, and he's talked a lot this um off season. How he's focused on his shot. That was the number one thing he's been working on developing is his shot and becoming a like shoot first guy. He really didn't have to do it at Michigan. He was just anchoring that fourth line with all the stars that Michigan had. Beecher really didn't need to be a twenty goal scorer. So now that he's finally coming into the, uh, the third line. Third line. Was it the third line? Yeah. All right. My bad. Sorry. It's okay. But um, yeah. So just having the ability now, like knowing he needs to step up his offensive game if he want to make make his mark on this team. So he's really been focusing, and that's really paid off in this prospect tournament so far. And you love to see a guy that's <clears throat> gonna push in training camp, trying to make that fourth line. So. Knowing the work's been paid off and hopefully there's more to come and see what Beecher's game is. But for all those people that have been hating on his offense, you never know. I think it's mm-hmm. finally come. It's coming along. It's coming along. So
0: Yeah, I've been a Beecher fan from the start. I think Johnny Beecher's going to be a good NHL player. I still do. He hasn't proved otherwise, so he has to see what he does. I He genuinely, like, just listen to his comments. He sounds like he, he wants to make this Bruins team. I don't see there being a spot, but – he wants to make it then next guy we have on the list um
2: Fabian Lysel
0: okay that's not the name I was going for I I know how to pronounce that one but Fabian Lysel Lysel is a sixth night um every by everyone saying Lysel's talents off the board very good his coach in the WHL was like yeah I don't someone asked him like if they think they're gonna get Fabian back this year and he was just like no He's like, no, we'd love to have him back, but he's probably going to go pro. So, like, he should be going pro. I think Fabian Lysel is probably going to start the year in Providence. And so is Beecher. And when someone goes down or someone gets hurt or we need to spark, we will see both of them play in Boston this season. I fully
1: believe that. Did you did you see Montgomery's comments about Lysel? I did not. So he came out. He had a press conference the other day. Not press conference, but, like, interview and he was talking about how that top spot on the on the line oh, uh, Marshawn's gone, it's is to lose to Lysel. If Lysel proves it in training camp, it's all Lysels. He said, this is a guy you're not going to put in the bottom six. If he's going to play, it's going to be top six line, top oh, six yeah. minutes. He's going to play with Bergeron. And it's is to lose and Lysel's the game during training camp. And that's where Montgomery's going to leave it. If he proves himself... Boom, he's going to be rolled out from game one. On. I, I genuinely don't see that happening.
0: I oh. don't think Fabian Lysel is going to outperform Pavel Zaka in, an, in his first NHL training camp. Do I think he has more talent? Yeah, but Zaka's not exactly like low in natural skill and talent. Like he's a he was a sixth overall pick. I think Zaka's going to be just fine. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. Toporowski. Toporowski. Toporosi, it's
2: Connor's boy, the Yeah, so we all kind of saw the highlights that came across the other day. The young kid pots two goals. You didn't see it? I'll send
1: you. I'll send. Yeah, you
0: I I actually like went and just watched Beecher and Lisle. I think to be honest with you,
1: I sent you them the
0: other day. Maybe I watched them. I watched them. Yeah, if you send them to me, I definitely watched them.
2: So the one thing and the the main reason why he's on the list is I currently live in the same city area that this folk comes from in the middle of, you know, Iowa, Illinois kind of splits the city here, but it's, it's just kind of one of those things where it's neat, where you see somebody who grew up, you know, in the area that you're currently living and make it, you know, into the NHL program looks like, you know, he's probably going to end up going back to the WHL, uh, maybe uh, an AHL Providence uh, contract. I think his deal is actually built for the AHL, if I'm not mistaken, but I would have to double check. Um, But seeing somebody who comes in who wasn't really on, you know, a lot of your prospect depth charts and is performing and showing that he has something there. I think that's a huge positive for the Bruins when, they completely lack depth in the prospect pool. So when you kind of find these gems laying out there, that's going to be a big deal. I mean, that's what made you know the Tampa Bays of the world successful recently. That's what the Bruins are going to have to do, especially as they try to retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it on the fly.
0: Yeah. Prospect pool doesn't look as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Still lack death, lock center death I think
2: that's why it sucks, right? Yeah. Like you don't have what you need.
0: No. Nope. I think that kind of wraps it up for the Bruins, for the dirty water. It's kind of it. We're going really to, light. yeah. We're, so we're going to dedicate this whole Salt of the East segment to our Metro Division preview. Next week we'll do the Atlantic, then we'll jump out west in the next two episodes, and then it'll be go time on the season. So I'm going to kick this off with our preview, and uh, let's get rolling into the Salt of the East. First team up in our breakdown is the Carolina Hurricanes. Remember that time we said Carolina Panthers? That was funny. Carolina (laughs) Hurricanes, they have minus 2 million cap space, which will obviously just be LTIR covered. This offseason, they made the additions of Pacioretty, Burns, Stasny, and Andre Kasha. They lost Vinny Trocek, Max Domi, Cole, and Big D Tony D'Angelo. Stanley Cup aspirations question mark. How do you guys feel about this
1: team? <laughs> um I don't know. I think Carolina they have the grit. They already had some players in place. Um
0: the grit? When you think of Carolina, you think grit? You like grit week, like getting down in the mud. A little gritty. It's different.
2: Not the gritty, just gritty.
0: You it's think them gritty. as grit like if you look at the Metro Division, you're like Carolina is the grittiest team in there. No. They're gonna grind you out. I didn't say that, but I don't think they're gritty at all. I and mean, they have like no grit. Like who's gritty that they got? They they're gritty players. They got rid of all four gritty players they had.
2: I would agree. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think they got soft as baby shit.
0: Patricelli's soft as shit. Brent Burns is. Pacioretty is also. I mean, be Burns, out is, for like Burns six is not months. gritty. I don't. He Burns is kind of gritty, I guess, but not. He's more like talent. Bass player, Stastny, I kind, I not, not really known for his grit, and Andre Kasha is about as gritty as a piece of toilet. I know. I'm
1: just, I'm go back to not talking during the podcast.
0: No, Kev, I love your, I love your points. Um, sorry,
2: just not the gritty Carolina Panthers. You know, maybe in
0: the morning, I'm just like, I'm easier to deal with. Like, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't,
0: I don't take him. You know, Stanley Cup aspirations, Kev. Getting to how your feelings
1: about that. Um, I don't think they're gonna win it. They'll make the playoffs, and I'm going to leave it at that. You know what, Kev? That's the kind of breakdown
0: that I can get behind because I agree. I don't think they're going to win a Stanley Cup. I think they're going to be a playoff team. If Max Pacioretty comes back late in the season and he clicks and he doesn't do the weird Pacioretty stuff, then maybe um, maybe they make a really hard push. I don't. See them it's getting.
2: All, yeah, I don't. It's all going to depend on Yemi and if he can live up to his expectation, because the, he's going to have to play second line center at this point the with the guy playing. They Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think that this team is going to be better than a lot of people are expecting in a very like the, well, in the, the best Metro team their and, division. In the Metro and the Atlantic, it seems like all of the quote-unquote contenders are all like neck and neck.
0: Yeah, they are. They 100% are. Like I I would say Carolina's even with Tampa,
2: Florida,
0: Toronto, Boston. They're all even. They're really all even. It's going to be such a dogfight compared to out West. But yeah, Carolina got better. They got different. Carolina got different. I don't know if the guys they brought in – are as much of Rod more players as the guys that left, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I like we'll see. I don't know. I really don't know.
2: That's a tough one.
0: They no longer have a bunch of space to work with. They're not going to be wheeling and dealing with the deadline. I don't think. So I like, think it kind of is is what it is, and they could win. They could win. I don't think they will. Next team on the list: the New York Rangers. Now th- this oh, is a team my. that. Really, it kind of stayed the same to me. They have one million dollars in cap space. They added Vinny Trocheck. They added Yoro Halak. Their losses were the Copster, Gorgiev, and Mott. Mott, I really don't think is as much of an impact as the Rangers fans that are with Inside the Rink think he is. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure he's the reason the Stanley Cup's God, not perfect. going to New York. Yeah, I got a <laughs> cop and Trocheck. I think, are. Literally, like, just one cup of water, another cup of water. They're just very good NHL players. They wash. Halak and Georgiev. Georgiev is better. Georgiev, better. Um, Lundqvist has still requested a trade. He may not show up for camp. Not Hank Niels.
2: (laughs) Not Hank (laughs) Niels. The Rangers
0: are going to be better because they're going to be a little older. Their younger players are going to be a little older. They're going to have more experience. The Rangers are going to be a playoff team. And they're going to they have a new out. captain.
2: Finally. They do. They, they, they Truba. do. They do. High hit
0: Truba. They're, you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rangers, Rangers are going to be pretty good. I think the Rangers, the Rangers could win this division too. Those are my two teams that could really win this division. I think it's going to be Rangers, the Rangers.
2: The Rangers, I think are my favorite right now yeah. in the 22, 23 Patrick Kane sweepstakes.
0: If they get Patrick Kane, it instantly pushes them to be a contender. Instantly. Patrick Kane would love. Shesterkin,
2: man. Ooh.
0: He's good. He's, he's very good. He's very good. And I think this is the Alexi Lafreniere breakout season. The real breakout. I mean, last year he started it, but I think this is the year. I think both him and Jack Hughes make their commanding stamps on the NHL this year. Get into that further in a second. The Penguins. They have $1.4 million dollars in cap space. They added Jeff Petrie, Ruda. Ryan Poling, it's Ryan Poling, right? Yeah. And then they lost uh, Marino, Matheson, and Rodriguez. The reunion tour that never ends. A poetic way to explain the Penguins. Yep. The Penguins at one point in this summer looked like they were about to blow this thing to the moon. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Malkin and Latang were re-signed for large sums of money, and they decided they were going to run it
2: back, turbo. And they kept Jason Zucker without trading. Yeah, they just – They re-signed Ricard Raquel. Like, they did not help themselves get younger by any means necessary. No. Especially I'm, bringing in Jeff Petrie.
0: I'm thinking that Crosby sat down with Brian Burke and he sat down with – Jim Rutherford's there, right? Am I wrong in that thinking? Jim Rutherford? No. Who is the – who's Ryan, Yeah, I can't think right now. Hextall, I sat down with him. And all Berkey, I still think Berkey's calling all the shots. I feel like wherever he is, he's calling the shots. And Crosby said, I want to run it back with these guys. And they said, okay. And that's what they're doing. And I think if it doesn't work, the Penguins will blow things up soon. I don't think this Penguins team has many years left. I actually don't think they're that good. But I do think a team with Sidney Crosby at any point in time could make a run and be a playoff team. I mean, and, just
2: looking at their roster, you know, you've got the Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Zucker, yeah. Rust, Raquel, Kapanen, Jeff Clark, yeah. Brock McGinn, <clears throat> Bruins Legend, Dan Heinen. Yeah, but here's the deal. Tree, Latang, deal, Ruta.
0: That roster, oh. we need to see what they look like at the end of the 82 games. Yeah. Because there's a lot of miles on those tires. And I don't know how often they've been rotated. And if they've done it to manufacturer specs, I really don't know.
2: <laughs> and I mean, blowing but, it up would be fantastic for them, but they have a lot of long-term you know contracts.
0: Because we got to pick our playoff teams. I guess we'll, we'll do it at the end. But I'm going to leave that one up in the air. I'm not going to say how I feel about them yet. Capitals. Capitals are sitting at $6.3 in cap space. Obviously, they're going to use LTIR. They added Connor Brown, Dylan Strome, and Darcy Kemper. They lost Vatek Vanacek, and, and I almost said Sergei Samsonov, hmm. and Samsonov, the Russian goalie, who likes to watch um, whatever his name, getting Kunetsov through the blow. That was guy who was always with him. <laughs> um, Backstrom's going to miss the majority of the season, which right there is detrimental to this team.
2: That's a killer. Yeah,
0: I don't like I don't but I think Dylan Strom could be a good cap. I really do. I think Strom could be a good cap. Um I think they miss Varana. I think Mantha's less dynamic and hurts their overall dynamic offense. Um they still have Ovechkin, they still have Coke Boy Kunetsov. they still have Tom Oshie. Wilson, they still have Oshi. They I'm no longer scared of the Washington Capitals. I'm no longer someone who looks at the caps. since the, the capitals are officially on the way down. They, again, they're a team that I don't like. Who's their top prospect? Hendricks LaPierre.
2: Um, probably. Yeah.
0: He's good. I think he will be good, but I don't, I did. Do, I just, I do. I think the caps will be in the playoffs probably still. Right. I, I'm not sure. They still have a decent decor you know at the top end with Orlov and Carlson. They, they, they have players. I think if Darcy Kemper goes in and if Darcy fits in well and is a leader there, then I think they'll be okay. Yeah, right? I think um, this
2: is like the most comparable like to the Bruins in the yeah, Division. Yeah. They, they have right? a lot
0: of top end talent and they have a good decent weird middle
2: area and their talent is Kind of older, you know. And also with like the way their contracts are structured, there's only four forwards, five forwards that are signed past this season, you know? And then there's only one defensive, no, one defenseman on their roster who's Is signed, past this, signed past this year. Ovechkin uh, signed past this year? Ovechkin? Oh yeah. yeah. He's Didn't signed, they signed until, until like forever. 2026 yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, They signed him until forever. Yeah.
2: To try and give him the chance. But, yeah. No back. shows was
0: weird. It's going to be tough. I, uh, that's the thing. I just don't – but he was hurt a lot last year too. I mean, they're the Capitals. It's, they have Ovechkin. It's a toss-up. I
2: yeah. mean, I, I think right now, like, honestly, with the way, the way this team is going, they'll probably trade people at the trade deadline, but they will keep enough top six talent around to help Ovechkin – come close to that record yeah, or break the, that record. Yeah, the,
0: Cal- the the Capitals are never going to be bad in Ovechkin's time there. They won't do that. So I mean, Ovechkin is going to become the most prolific goal scorer of all time and they're going to make sure that happens. So I don't I mean, that'll happen. I don't see them as a cup contender though. I don't see either the Penguins or the Capitals as a contender, which is weird cuz I do see the Bruins as an outside contender. But I think that's more just my internal bias, but it's not cuz Bruins have better defense.
2: The Bruins simply have better defense. When healthy. Yeah, when healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that next week.
0: Yeah, they just have better defense. The Islanders is my laughingstock of the offseason. They have $2.3 in cap space. They probably won't use it. They'll just keep that, let it ride. They added Romanov, who I think is a good signing. They lost Chara and Green. Lost some veteran presence in that locker room, but slow guys who were not helping them. Um, They were said to be in on every single star, but maybe they didn't want to shave their beards. Maybe they didn't want to have to wear a suit to bed. Maybe they want to stay out past 9 p.m. But Lula Morello's days of ruling the NHL are done. They're done. His way of doing things is over. It doesn't work. It's a failure. The Islanders are going to lose Matt Barzell because he's going to ask to get out of there. Matt Barzell is a budding superstar and he has the personality to follow it. He is being stuck in Long Island It's people think you go to New York to shine Not on that team Not on that team that nobody cares about Over there They had some relevance for a couple years And it looked like things were going to happen And then they just did nothing And they do this I I don't even want to keep getting into it They have a new coach They're going to miss the playoffs That's my opinion Kevin, how do you feel about the Islanders?
1: Oh, let me with my gasoline And uh, some matches because big old dumpster fire over there,
0: Kevin. <laughs> oh my, Kevin, hopping off the train in this economy, Kevin.
1: Oh Always. my god!
0: Always. Oh my god! I think the Islanders are the worst team in that
1: division. I yeah. Everyone agree. got better, and they just they stunk. It's tough. Matt Barzell of a contract till when?
2: I think he is eligible for an extension. Coming up here, like, after this season, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Connor, you have any words about this team or no? Did I hit it all
1: for you? John is a big Islanders fan.
2: Uh, I absolutely hate the Islanders. Uh, Barzell is signed at $7 million through the end of this season. Yeah. And he becomes an RFA. Yeah, he's out of there. Um,
0: There's no way
1: he goes back. He's out of there. Put He's going to pull a Maddie to Chuck
2: for the Islanders, there's not like a ton of cap space. That's going to, you know, open itself up outside of Varlamov, you know? So if Barzell wants 10, 12, 13 million, something like that, you know, it'll be there, but you're going to be on a team where most of the players on the roster are over 30 or 32 years old. It's going to be a nothing burger all over again.
0: Barzell is going to become an Anaheim duck. I
1: like that. Oh like really?
2: That. Yeah. See, you you wanna know what my wacky waters pick is? The Bruins are gonna correct. The It'd be 2000... be so funny, you remember
0: that? I was gonna say it and I didn't want to say <laughs> like a hard out. So I went with the ducks. I just thought he would look real nice next to um next to Zgris.
2: The Bruins fixed the 2015 draft woes. They got rid of Seneschin. Now they can bring in Barzell, and they can pretend like it never happened.
0: One of the darlings of this offseason, the V. Columbus Blue Jackets, sitting with a whopping 416,000 dull hairs in cap space. They, add, they added two people, Gabranson and who's the other guy? Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. They lost Bjorkstrand. Texier is on a leave of absence. <clears throat> Hopefully he'll be back next year. I think it's the whole year he's projecting to be out this year. Yeah. Blue Jackets are going to be better. Um, Johnny Goudreau makes a team better. His playmaking ability, him playing with line A, makes him better. Ken Johnson makes them better. Another year with some of their young guys, with the Jack Roslevic. They're going to be better. They're still not a playoff team. They still need to keep rebuilding. Cole Sillinger, good player. They have good players. They're coming along. They have that Russian kid who's supposed to be good. Don't know his name, but I know he's Russian. And I know he's supposed to be good. Uh, You guys got anything? Are we just gonna listen to me talk? Yeah, about no. These it's,
1: teams? Yeah, no. It's still interesting to see Johnny Gaudreau go there, just because he said it was different. I don't know how it's gonna really play out, but they need. We look at this. Really, what the biggest weakness is center. They don't really have that much center depth now. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah, I mean, like Kent Johnson, I think, will be a center down the line, but rookies don't normally play center, so he's going to be playing the wing. Um,
1: who, is it just, kid that,
0: who is that kid that they keep saying is going to start at center? Is it Cole Sillinger? Sillinger. He is going to start. He's going to be their first-line center. Roslovic will be the team. He's pretty
1: good. Remember last year when we were going through? We had the yeah, we didn't know who he was. The three of us didn't know who he was. And then yeah. it's like, oh, shit, he has like 25 goals or something. Yeah, no, no, he's good.
2: He's good. If and... I'm not mistaken, Sillinger – I believe might have been part of the Seth Jones deal. I'm gonna fact check myself. Maybe the pick.
0: But... I think they drafted him. He wasn't draft. Cole Sillinger was drafted by Columbus.
2: Let's see, because I know that they got rid of Bjorkstrand, who was a center, and yeah, he was, was drafted primarily
0: 12th. he was drafted 12th overall by the Jackets.
2: Yes. And that pick was the first Trade round in. pick in 2021 from Chicago. That's yeah,
0: nice. Yeah. So, what's their top line going to be? S- Sillinger, Goudreau, and Line. A. line it's, a, it's, it's, it's good, but the problem is behind them. Yeah. But it'll work. It's stuff just out.
2: like for me, my biggest gripe with the Blue Jackets is you signed Johnny Goudreau because he was there and available and he was willing to come there. And your major point was we want to sign people who want to come here to make a point that, yes, people do want to stay here. But you're in the middle of a rebuild, and that is, you know, even he on a bad you know. team, an 80-point player, he who's going to help know. you win more games. Like, you're not in the...
0: Oh, no, they're moving themselves out of rebuild. They're, they're moving towards being done. They have a couple years to do it. But the thing is, if they don't make vast improvements in, like, three years... I see Goodrell being like, hey, I want out. So we'll see how that goes. I, I think that, I mean, I'm not ready to say Columbus is moving fully in the right direction. A team that is moving fully in the right direction, and I think is on the cusp of breaking through rebuild, is the New Jersey Devils. They got better. They got, they got Palat, they got Holla, they got Barino, and they got Vitek Vanacek. They lost Pavel, Zaka, future Bruins star. And also possible other future Bruins star, the Subinator. P.K. Subinator. They got better. Marino at this point in his career is better than Suban. Palat and oh, Hall right. together bring more value than Zaka. And Vanacek is a solid 1B type goalie. Um, also, Jack Lewis is a year
2: Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood yeah. as well, but I yeah, think yeah, he yeah, has yeah. an injury to start the season.
0: Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Ooh, sounds right. What they do have is who I young think talent. is the, one of the best young talent, if not the best under 23 player in the NHL, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is going to be full fledged Jack Hughes. I think Luke Hughes could make the team this year, which would be super helpful. They drafted another top defenseman. They have Nico Heischer, who's very good. They have, who's the other guy? Dylan Mercer. Who is going to be very? They good. have Dougie Hamilton, who is very. I think good. it's
2: Dawson Mercer. True.
0: Yeah. No, that sounds right. Dawson Mercer. Something. Yeah, good. they have the talent.
1: It's just they got to put what? it together. And yeah.
2: yeah. So here's the sticking point for me, right? Yeah, you have a lot of talent, but they're all like really young. You know, like mm-hmm. I hate to make that a knock, but you know, the rumors coming out that Matty Kachuk nicks the trade to the Devils, like. Why did he nix a trade at the Devils? Well, he probably thought that they aren't you know, ready to compete for. Well, they're not there.
0: They're not there. They're just further forward, I think, than the last team we talked
2: about. Well, no, 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 no. I I get that 100%. Um, I think that Fitzgerald is definitely moving in the right direction with the team overall. Um, There's still a lot of mildly mediocre players on that roster for my liking. Like it seems like the Devils are either hitting absolute gems on draft picks or it turns into nothing burgers. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of the, you know, the Taylor Halls where, you know, you have a superstar season every now and again and you'll consistently put up, you know, 30 goals. It's either feast or famine, it seems like in New Jersey.
0: It's going to be that way for a bit probably till they make that next step but they're in the right direction a team that I think is not in the right direction and is going to fight the Islanders for the dumpster spot maybe not but probably the Philadelphia Flyers hmm. I I would pay a subscription like 5.99 a month just for us to get a behind the scenes look at this team this year cuz it is going to be comedy they're sitting at minus 2.3 million over the cap. They added, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. Do it for me, Connor.
2: DeLaurier. DeLaurier.
0: And Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo fits the culture of Philadelphia better than anyone. <laughs> that guy loves a cheesesteak and Trump. He's going to be just fine there. <laughs> they lost Limblom, Martin Jones, and the GOAT, Keith Candle. They have trouble with goaltending health. Carter Hart has not stayed fully healthy yet. And the biggest addition to this team is the one and only John, (laughs) the Italian Stallion Tortorella. He is going to go in there. He's already in there now. Oh, my God. He's already making waves. He is.
2: It is not sunny in Philadelphia.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) He, he, He publicly said, like, his first order of business is the locker room. Because he has big problems with the things that go on in this locker room and he's got to fix off the ice before they work on, on the ice. So he already disrespected his players before even getting in there and meeting all of them. John told But that's da-da. his
2: bag. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's a shit bag. Yeah. He's one of those dudes that comes in and <clears throat> he like asserts his dominance and lets you know, like, hey, you know, I'm the guy. He's a squid. You're gonna tell them.
0: Yeah, I, I hate John Tortorella. Like, I think he's like one of the, he's just such a clown. No, like he he's a sideshow. Like, Would he you wants the show to John be John
2: Tortorella him. or Mike Babcock.
0: Well, Tortorella is not abusive. <laughs> but, no, so no one's ever said. No awful. one's ever said. Yeah, he's just a dickhead. He just like he likes the show to be about him, and that's where it's kind of like, dude, come on.
2: But at the same time, I mean, to not right now, obviously, but most of the time in his career he takes the, the light away from the players so that they can play hockey. Obviously right now he's not doing that because he's basically telling everybody that the players in Philly are, you know, kind of pieces of shit, if you will, um, using some creative latitude there. Um, the one thing that I think is, is really weird. That's Ooh. great. Is towards a clown. Yeah. Um, the Delorie and D'Angelo coming in brings a new level of grit.
1: Grit to go That's with great. the
2: gritty. You're gonna see John Tortorella doing the gritty behind an NHL bench.
1: Or will he be fighting gritty? That's the real question.
2: Like, I think you're right. Like, you know how the um, the NFL does hard knocks. Yeah, I'd love that. It'd be so awesome. If they would do another Amazon series like they did on the Maple Leafs and do it about that was the so good. Flyers, that was a really good series. I, I actually love that. really enjoyed it. I feel like if they did one this offseason for the Flyers and into the season, that this would be absolutely banana lands. No, I, I really I can't
0: do. Right? It would be amazing. Like It would be so good for the game. Like Disney should be begging. Disney, ESPN, TNT, whatever they have, like have Biz narrate it. Oh my god. It would be so good. Shout <laughs> out to Biz and the Wheeling Nailers. Oh shit. That's a cool puck, huh? Wheeling Nailers puck. Shout out the Nailers. My favorite ECHL team is the Wheeling Nailers if you guys were ever wondering. Solid. I'll keep yeah, that in mind. Yeah, big Wheeling Nailers guy. <laughs> um Flyers is going to be a joke. Um, it's going to be awesome. I think you're going to see guys like Kevin Hayes ship right on out of there because either either Torts loves them or hates them. I don't think they'll There won't be a middle ground with those two. Um, That's it. That's it for the Metro. The Metro is an ugly division.
2: Pick your three playoff teams out of the bunch.
0: Three. Okay, we're not going to go wild card. That's fair. I like that. So our three playoff teams. Um, I'm going to go Carolina, the Rangers, and the Capitals.
2: Okay, I'm gonna be a little bit different than you, Kev.
1: What's your three? Me, you know, Carolina, Rangers. You know, the Devils. Oh,
2: Kev, you're with me. I was gonna pick the same three: Carolina, the Rangers. The Devils, the Devils were my
0: wild card pick. If we were doing four, I was gonna do the Devils. But the both wild cards are gonna come out of the Atlantic, and we all know that. So why would we yep. even act like there's gonna be three there? So that's why I get it. Like, it's just gonna be three. Yeah, no, I could see the devils being there. I could. I'm not even gonna argue with you guys, but I'm gonna go caps, I'll stick to it. So I'm gonna go Caps. He's a big Alex
2: Ovechkin guy.
0: Yeah, I I mean, no, I am. I've been an Ovechkin fan yeah. my whole life. I've like I, I don't like Russia at all. And Beatles. I don't like his support for Putin. But I like I like yeah, I do like Ovechkin. Ovechkin does like Russia, confirmed. She Putin guy. She likes Ovechkin and Russian gas. Yeah, the Russian gas. We've That's we've explained it. what the Russian gas is because I don't think you knew. You who, which did, one are, yeah. You didn't know what it was. I love it ever since you
2: told. Jake is you know getting the Russian gas in the morning before he coaches the kids. That's yeah, uh, so you, you go, go in, in the, the locker games. room
0: when I, yeah my Mike team that I coach in Russia. You go right in the locker room and they just have the gas mask, and it just takes away all the pain. You're ready to go score goals. It's still like can you? It's actually crazy like to think about that. There's a professional league. There's a professional league in Russia. Where the players are sitting in their stalls getting a gas mask of a chemical they ate, and no one knows what it is. And it gives them energy, makes them feel hydrated and ready to go, and they go play games, all like that. It, it's just the wildest concept. Like it's like this league. Speed. This, league yeah, this league. Let's get into the wild wild west, because that's what it's like out in Russia. It's like the wild wild west. Yeah, I just went to segue. I just went to click a segment. We don't have one yet. So for the wild wild west, we're just gonna go with a mango background. Welcome Ooh. to the Wild Wild West. Ooh,
2: it's like A the Vander sunset. Kane
0: settlement. One okay. of you guys gonna have to talk because uh, I,
1: I I didn't read about it. I just know he settled. Oh, you put All it right. on the so, sheet and you have the dog. gist of it. Sick. Connor put it the on the sheet. Oh, is, I
2: thought you did. I thought he no. Oh, he has he has the last one on the list here today. So the Vander Kane settlement. Um, the new contract that he signed with the Oilers basically got him 75% of what his contract with the Sharks was. So the settlement that they came to is the Sharks would make him whole and fill that other, you know, roughly 25% salary gap and it be charged to their salary cap last year. So it doesn't impact them this year. Kane gets just cut a check for the difference Everybody right washes black. their hands and walks away.
0: You think he put that on black or he put it on like a third or red? What do you think? Maybe just a few numbers. Double zero, um, baby.
1: Yeah.
2: Probably paying off his previous debts, maybe some alimony or child support, you know. Sick. <laughs> it's been a rough uh, a rough year and a half for <laughs> a Vander Kane. That's for some sure. Some more
0: just kind of negative news. b lock hey, hey, wheeler hey, b lock hey, wheeler out in Winnipeg, was
1: stripped Strip. of the sea. Strip, taken right And down. I
0: will tell you from listening to an interview today, this morning, with Mark Shifley.
2: 32 Thoughts? Correct. I listened to it too. He, The
0: team seems a little shocked by this, and he made it clear that he wanted to get back to Winnipeg from the vacation he was on or wherever he was in Vegas, being in mm-hmm. Vegas for the um, NHL media stuff to go support his friend first from Blake Wheeler going through this weird, just a weird move, weird move. I get why they're trying to change the culture and they're trying to fix the culture. But
2: so like, if you really kind of like dig into it um, and one of the inside the rink writers, Rick Haley, um, he's actually going to write a more in-depth article about this, but kind of like the,
1: well, mine wasn't good enough. huh?
2: The events No, no, no. The long-term events of like, you know, when Evander Kane was there in Winnipeg and they had that whole debacle. Then the Dustin Bufflin, you know, just deciding, you know, I'm done. I'm not going to play here anymore. He walks (laughs) away. Jacob Truba wanted to leave. Kevin Hayes didn't want to stay there, which, you know, it's Winnipeg. Nobody blames him. Like, like,
0: Winnipeg doesn't exactly... I don't know if people get there thinking they're going to Florida, but they're in Winnipeg. Winnipeg's I mean, like Edmonton but worse.
2: Even if you take the the climate or the city out of it, like still nobody wants to stick around. There's a core group of players that stay there and is seemingly the the toxic trait of the locker room. That's maybe Bruins got rid of them. Maybe Rick Bonus came in there and said, "Look, you know, this is the way that I'm going to shoot my shot across the bow like torts, but I'm ripping the sea off somebody's chest. And, you know, the general manager went along with it and agreed.
0: Future captain of that team. I have two guys, but I'm going to tell you who it's going to be. It's either going to be Kyle Connor.
2: Nikolai Ehlers.
0: Or Ehlers. Cause I thought it was going to be Sheffley, but I don't think he'll take it. I don't nope. think he's going to take it. He's too, he was like, not nah, like he, I think he might be part of that old regime. Kind of part of that, guys, they look at... I mean, his comments at the end of last year were very much, I want out. And I think he sat down over the summer and said, all right, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want out like that. If they start to slide, I think he's gone. But his relationship with Adam Oates and Adam Oates' relationship with Bonus, I think will help Shreifley along there for a bit. You know what I mean? I, I but, but I mean I it's not no. really
2: bonus that you have to appease. No, no. it's Chevy. You know?
0: Yeah, Shovel day Dayov.
2: Yeah. What's really weird is like on paper they have a pretty good. No, team. they're not bad.
0: They're not bad at all.
2: And like, it's yeah. obvious that the the locker room is so toxic that yeah. it's impossible to make anything decent. It's weird. It's a, like
0: I would never. Just, like, talking gambling, like, I don't ever bet against Winnipeg. The odds are never good. Like, they're they're usually – a lot of times they're the underdog. Like, I don't even – I don't like to touch the teams going against them. I don't like to touch games at Winnipeg's in because they're way better than how they play. And some nights they show up and they prove that. It's like, I stay way off Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a weird team. It's going to change for sure. They have a lot of talent, and Rick Bonus is a great coach. So, maybe he figures it out. Maybe he's the guy to go in there and do it. Last one, Kevy. You want to get into it? You can read the. You can you can intro this segment. Oh
1: yes, um, some more news out of Vegas regarding the toxic management style uh, with the 23 uh, year old defenseman Nick Hague. He is an RFA, and with training camp what, a week week away, two weeks away, he still has no contact, no contract. There's no talks. There's just nothing. He hasn't heard anything. His agents haven't heard anything from Vegas. He's pretty much in the dark. He's in Vegas, ready for training camp. But if he doesn't have a contract, he's like, I'm not showing up. It's just another line of Vegas management, the way they're treating their players, and one of the big reasons why people didn't want to go there. And people have been vocal about that. So just like slap in the face of their players and just shows they're all about the business, and that's how it is in Vegas.
2: I think you kind of hit the nail on the head and I don't know, you know, not having a state income tax in Vegas, you know, surely is nice. The weather I'm sure isn't awful. You know, there's always tons of things to do, you know, probably not the greatest if you're raising a family in the NHL to be there, but Henderson's not bad.
0: So, they all, none of them live on the strip, they all live in Henderson. Yeah.
2: Well, obviously, yeah, you know. it's
0: not. I actually don't like I think like the raising the family and stuff's really not. I, I, the area like Elko is not great, but like Henderson, Henderson's super nice. And like, I've heard interviews with like Ryan Reeves and like they loved it. I, early Vegas, I think was awesome, like it was great. Oh, I bet before they started playing Armchair GM and they blew up that team they built and all that, like they didn't realize. They, it was really like how Kevin said it, like they kind of took the human factor out of it and it's a team sport. It's superhuman. So like, you can't just, you can't get rid of guys. Yeah, you're, playing, like it just isn't...
2: you're playing GM mode in yeah, on, just... on like a yearly basis. And you know, you're going to get to the point, like look at all the different people they've traded away. And then you start to think, okay, well, Vegas wants to offer me this contract. Well, okay, I'll take that if you're giving me trade protection.
0: Question for you two. Three years' time, what team would you rather be the GM of? The Vegas Golden Knights or the Seattle Kraken?
2: Three years from now?
0: Yep. Kraken. Vegas. Because you still have Eichel?
2: Because I can do whatever I want. Whenever I want, and nobody. No, I ever. I don't mean
0: it like that. I mean like, what team would you rather be like, dropped in and it's yours, like, and it, it you have you can't like it has to autopilot.
2: And obviously, the goal is to win the Stanley Cup. I would as say, as what possible. team
0: would you rather be the coach of, not the GM? What team would you rather be dropped in as the coach of the rosters? Your roster three years from now. Mm. I am going to Seattle too. Yeah, I just think all that that young. Talent. I don't think I could last there. I think you're going to lose him and he's going to start. Like, I don't maybe,
2: but if you're talking three years from now, I would definitely pick Vegas because three years from now, Seattle still is not going to have like the star power enough, you know?
0: And I don't know if you listened to the whole 32 thoughts, I haven't finished it, but just Nate McKinnon talking about like how in 17, 18, 19, and 20, he was like him and him and, um, Landiscock genuinely thought like they were going to win the Stanley Cup,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now they look back and they're like, "No shot, man. We had no chance because yeah. it takes so many different things and such a veteran group. It does take time. It takes a lot of time. Yep. You play it in the video game and you build a team of young stars, so it doesn't let you win the cup.
2: Yeah. Give you it's simulate, the algorithm. Yeah. You need, yeah, like you it's need the a Gary Bettman algorithm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that kind of that wraps up the West. Let's get into our final segment. Hopefully soon, gonna be presented by something kind of cool. But the lucky Duckies segment of the show. Back to oh, we're purple now. I love it. Kev, what do you have for bets for us for this coming week? We will make sure to get these on Twitter.
1: Yeah, this coming week. hmm. There's some definitely good matchups, but also like the NHL, the NFL has been so weird. Oh yeah, we Kevin and I did not not win our
0: bets today. It was weird. I won one of them. There's so much. It's like it's tough because of the. There's just so much parity. Right. Not normally there.
1: And like the three comebacks today were just unreal. The Cowboys won against the Bengals with Cooper Rush. Colts taking um, a shit.
2: Yeah,
1: it's just it was weird. But, yeah, for next week, who? I like the Ravens over the Patriots. Like, I just think, even though the Patriots, they showed, but Baltimore's defense can be there when they want. Lamar is just an insane human and athlete. Um, So I like Ravens over Patriots. And then I think Raiders over Titans. Raiders got to win. It's their own two. They have the talent. They're going to win that one. So I'm going those two. I like that. I like that.
0: I do like it. I have a little, I mean, I'm kind of like, I have a parlay. Um on the same lines. I'm going to go bangles over the Jets. Money line parlayed with the Ravens beating the Pats money line. It um, puts you at, like, plus 139, at least how the prelim odds are right now. I look at it as since he has to win, and they're way too talented to not go out and beat the Jets. Like, this is a put-your-foot-in-the-ground-and-wink type week, and they're going to do it. The Ravens are just a better football team than the Pats at this point. So I think they're going to win. Yeah. They could lose. If you want to for sure bet, I really think you could absolutely hammer the Bengals at minus 210. I think minus two ten is real good odds right now, and that's gonna change. So like I, I just I think you could hammer the Bengals be, just because they I think the Bengals end up like it'll be like minus two fifty, probably right before like. Also Chiefs, the Chiefs over the Colts.
2: Yeah, that I
0: know, but like it's just I, I don't The I just, Colts are
2: gonna come out and have it. Yeah, game. like that's a problem,
1: dogs. man. Yeah,
0: I just don't I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna touch that game. I don't wanna touch like because the Colts are a team where they have too much talent to just keep being terrible, so I don't
2: – Just hammer whoever the, you know, the Bills, whoever they're playing. Just hammer the Bills.
0: Oh, I can't. The Bills are playing the Dolphins. Absolutely the Dolphins are a team now.
2: Oh, so hammer the Bills. Since hammer the over. the Dolphins are decent.
0: Hammer the over. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of scoring in the Bills-Dolphins game. That, I believe. Hammer the over. But, I, I mean, we'll get all these tweeted
2: out. I think that kind next of week we'll up. be able to start picking it up on the NHL yeah there'll be a lot more news a lot more pre-season news season will be started next week I think we're actually a week a week away from our first preseason game
0: yeah 24th is the first game so it was six days yeah I'm, solid I'm excited and it'll all be televised for the Bruins um super excited for the season as you can see on the banner below, if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, go to InsideTheRink.com for your Q the Duck Boats merch. Um, follow all of us on Twitter, F- subscribe to our Inside the Rink YouTube channel. You'll see the categories there for all the different clips of the podcast. If you just want to listen to certain areas of it, you want to listen to the whole episode, buy our merch, watch our stuff, retweet our tweets. It helps support us. Um, we do this because we love doing it. So Absolutely. just support us and we will continue to do this. And uh Have a great Sunday night, boys, and have a great week.